Okay, here we go. Hopefully this will work now. So again, hello and welcome to Lulu's Art Talk with Judah Pomeroy. So today's guest is a fine art third year student at Leeds Arts University and she mainly works with painting, although she has explored uh, other media before, such as sculpture and wearable sculpture specifically. And this uh, session is quite special to me because Julia is a good friend of mine. We met during our foundation year at City and Guilds London Art School. So it's really nice to catch up on her work um, through this platform. So I'll try and connect with her now again and see if it works this time. Um... Okay, she should be live soon. But while we wait, um, we'll definitely talk about... Hello. Oh, hi! Hello. Hi! Sorry about that. I don't really know what happened there. Oh, no problem. No problem. It happened with other people as well. <laughs> so Absolutely it's good. good to see you, though. How are you, Julia? Yeah, I'm really well. Thank you. How are you doing? Good, thanks. And where are you connecting from today? Um, yeah, so I'm just in my student home at Leeds. Um just chilling here rather than going home because of the covid stuff of course yeah. um so it was better to stick around here to get my work done for uni properly um okay and yeah. <laughs> okay well hopefully soon you'll manage to get back home and definitely see your family and everyone again <laughs> hopefully sooner than we think <laughs> yeah definitely so let's get into it i was talking about your work a little and explaining that you mainly work with painting but you'll definitely talk us through that now. Um, mm -hmm. And so the first thing I ask my guests to do is actually to introduce themselves as an artist, just to give us a bit of a background uh, in terms of what you look into and what you do. So I'm a figurative oil painter now. <laughs> From my degree, I filtered out a lot of different disciplines. Um, I used to, as you were saying, from foundation, just yeah. kind of jump around um but now I kind of have refined representing the everyday and my own experiences and painting people living those experiences so um playing around with color and light and how it affects an atmosphere of a place and how paint can elevate that really Okay, that's really interesting. So the first thing I'd like to ask you specifically about your work um, and your painting is exactly this. So how do you manipulate light and colour and why do you do that in your paintings? Um, while you talk, I'm just going to show something so people know what we're talking about. <laughs> so this is a good example, I think, to start yeah, off no, with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I became really interested in complementary colours applied to lights and shadows. So mm -hmm. that's a technique from the Impressionist and Neo-Impressionist era. Um, so they used a lot of colours, colour pairings such as like yellows and purples and how yellows would communicate highlights and shadows would be more purples and dark blues. Um, so I think just that is a, it's a really stimulating way to represent sort of everyday spaces of just in normal interiors like bedrooms and lounges and stuff. Um, so applying that to those circumstances, I just believe it kind of 
reinvigorates a more mundane stereotype of what the everyday has sort of come to be um but yeah I think pain and just communicating that through my perspective and my vision of what like normal locations can look like can just like be a bit more meaningful oh definitely Um, I mean what I find really interesting about this is actually that I'm kind of doing that through sculpture as well right now. Obviously, being at home, yeah. I usually used to work in the studio all the time. I never used to work at home or create works at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because I think I always viewed my, my work in a white gallery space. So the studio was really fitting yeah. for that. But now being at home and having to be at home all the time, um, I sort of try to discover how sculpture can disrupt normal spaces like a living room or a kitchen or something like that. So I think it's quite relevant to now what you're saying about rethinking spaces and you doing it through different colors and very contrasting colors. That's really interesting, definitely. Um, Just just to add on that as well, like especially through my course now, it's they really encourage that sort of thinking. So really like want us to exhibit the paintings and any artwork in a more non-traditional sense of the white cube well yeah contemporary non-traditional yeah <laughs> um, so um yeah I've started like considering actually putting like everyday objects surrounding my paintings so yeah. even though it's like a painting of a room you could even sit on a sofa that it looks like the sofa in the painting yeah would be the gallery space so yeah it's something I've been thinking about and trying to like merge the worlds I suppose. (laughs) Well that's really really cool because actually um, there's always this debate going on of painting being very sort of a window of a different reality even though it's something that might exist you know even if you're painting your own living room because it's a painting usually people think oh but you know it's the artist's view of the living room so it's very like you know it's always considered a separate reality from the real reality we're in. Um, and I think pushing that by creating something similar in the space might might cause a really cool sort of debate in a way being in that space definitely yeah I think so um, especially since like it's quite easy with art like all art needs to re- like counter against what our everyday society is at the moment but um it's also just challenge those expectations and yeah that sort of thinking of just rather than looking at an artwork and but maybe experiencing the whole situation is a new thing we should be thinking about more Um, yeah that's so interesting definitely and yeah talking about sort of these um environments that you paint um, I noticed a few things that I'd like to ask about and question in a way that you usually have always one figure, so one person in a painting, rarely more than one, I think. Um, and they are usually always in a very sort of resting position. So either sat down or lying down. Um, and I wanted to ask you, why is that? So this is another example um, to show people that I really really like but (laughs) I just wanted to ask you why are you interested in this very sort of relaxed position that the figure is in um so a lot of my content comes from my own personal experiences and 
I use photography to try and capture those candid moments and I don't want to really disrupt the purity of like that time I suppose okay, yeah. um, which ties in the argument of like why don't you just stick with the photos and why what does the painting do um, but the photography element now for my practice like is a process tool and like mm -hmm. transitions that um, element uh, so I would normally just be like in a room uh, like if it's my lounge at home or my friend's bedroom and they just be like interacting for a second just doing something else um, I would then just see a sort of vision of like this could be a lot more than just this moment now um so that accounts for it being quite natural and just happening and candid so yeah and um, oh sorry go on go on <laughs> sorry yeah, I was just gonna say and like um that's why it's always like natural poses because that's just like yeah. most comfortable to picture people in so there's that element of um authorship and like permission so it, okay. my work's about voyeurism as well and even though like they might not know I'm actually taking a photo of them we're in a comfortable circumstance and like we're both happy to be there they know I'm there and stuff so yeah yeah that's really interesting <laughs> um and in terms of you said something really interesting about photography and uh, different moments so the moment you're in that moment <laughs> and the moment you're sort of painting that moment um, and this element of time is really sort of I find it really bizarre because you never know I think with painting it's really interesting because usually painters would have a model in front of them and they'd be there for hours and they'd paint that mm. situation and it would be very constructed and this is like traditional painting obviously um yeah. and the fact that you're taking a picture of something that's completely non-constructed but the image sort of makes it firm and then you have yeah. your time to then work on the painting I find that really interesting in terms of the contemporary situation we're now in and how painters used to do painting in the past so did you ever think of that in your work and the relevance of that yeah um I've done a lot of like still life painting and just working with objects and even the space just painting like windows yeah what I can see in front of me um personally I, I can appreciate why that works but I like taking my time with a photo and picking up elements that was sort of in that fleeting moment that yeah. a photograph can hold forever but um, I use it to like take lots of different angles as well and compare the moment in different ways before having a break of what that moment was and then re-evaluating re it through drawings and yeah. reconstructing it before it becomes a final painting so oh yeah and that's quite interesting because in a way the moment fleets it's quite sort of um, temporary it's not there forever and then the image is there but also the fact that it's a digital image I mean if it is uh, do you take them yeah. with your phone right yeah so yeah, yeah it's on my phone because that's just like easier exactly everyone does that <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. you take it with your phone and then there's I found that so, like so many times I lost images that I had on my phone and I'm always like oh no I don't have the images from that event or 
that birthday or whatever so I find there's a sort of yeah so there's this precariousness with the digital images on your phone as well but then you have the painting that sort of makes it even more permanent and physical so I really like this jump I find it really interesting there is a timelessness with painting with just probably just like the history of the medium and saying it's painting uh, really just makes things special, which kind of underpins me looking at the everyday and why I choose to paint now. Yeah. Um, I also try and tie in though, like, because it's such a historical medium, making it more contemporary through the subject matter of that I'm painting moments that I experience now, but also placing and referencing like televisions and screens, yeah. phone screens in my paintings. So that just kind of makes you question how timeless the painting is, even though there's mo- like everyday objects cut, uh, like tables are obviously like really old and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's weird to kind of be able to place when that painting might have been made, I suppose. Yeah. And Talking about screens, it's funny you mentioned that because that was going to be my next question. Um, So, yeah, talking about these new devices that we have to use all the time um, to stay in contact with people, to work, to finish our degrees in our situation, particularly. um, How is the lockdown situation um, sort of affecting your work? So the first I know it it affects it in many different ways. Um, The first aspect is in terms of you being in the same room uh, of someone else. How are you still able to do that? I mean, probably you have people you live with, but how did that affect your vision on what you paint now? Well, yeah, I've been around people at the moment, but it's, I've kind of like done this space already. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want to exhaust it too much but I already I have like a bank of images that I've been referencing still um so I've been slowly going through those and figuring out what would work best on a large scale but of course another restriction has been not being able to paint on a large scale Mm um so all of my works at the moment have been smaller and um even even though I've not been painting the people around me, I've been trying to make content through actually painting people through the screens. Okay. Um, so sticking with my idea of painting from my perspective and trying to use uh, like the foreground at the bit bottom of the painting to be closer to the person and then further things away are more central or higher in the piece. Um, I'd have like my laptop or my phone screen just like kind of how we are um and then use my other camera to photograph my phone that laptop in my surroundings but I would be facetiming calling someone in their surroundings so there's like a new layering that I've been exploring um to do with how how we're surviving with lack of physical communication and now using technology so much more yeah um, so I've got a little piece if I want to show that off. oh yeah definitely super curious uh, <laughs> so if it's not too dark oh no no, no we can it's see it's hard doing this yeah <laughs> no so, no we can see we can see 
like a laptop screen and then there's the girl who's in her bedroom yeah um but this one better displays like the laptop in my bedroom oh yeah and then there's the window and the curtains um so yeah it's still like a very literal representation of what i can see um but yeah combining the color and light to make it more exciting yeah Um, and actually a really spontaneous question that comes to mind now is uh, which links back to the previous Lulu's art talk that I had with Pamka Hansen. She was a digital art student. And um, she she sort of looked into the debate on how screens make art, artworks specifically, but even maybe other things like communication less valuable and how that's something that we have in our, in our minds. Um, even with digital art, we discussed how it's uh, sort of treated with less um uh, admiration if you can say that compared to other forms of art so the fact that painting is actually a very it's still a very important and looked up to media in arts um but you're painting digital things so i mean now so how do you do you think that will make it less sort of admired by people compared to something like this um which is sort of a more pure, in a way, scene of the inside of a house or a room? What do you think? Um, I feel like it kind of couples into the same thing, really. Like, it's not that drastic of a jump. Um, Maybe that's just because we're younger and we're used to technology (laughs) now. Um, Just, like, different forms of expression and how it justifies what you're making and why you would make it in that medium and stuff I think it's all important and if it's conveyed passionately I don't see really what's wrong with it yeah (laughs) yeah that's a really nice answer (laughs) yeah and um so now going back to your work I wanted to ask you about another type of art that you sort of explored which is in a way digital art Mm but it's always in a painting kind of format. So I'm I'm going to show something that you made. Um, This was a sort of digital piece. (laughs) And I find it really beautiful. It's one of my favorite things that I saw on your Instagram. So So could you tell us a bit about how you got into working with digital arts? Because you did this before the lockdown, actually. That's really interesting. Yeah, I did. It was definitely just through uni, like, experimenting with different mediums it was a couple years ago now when I started to dabble in that and and it did confirm that like painting is where I want to be focusing my practice um but it is important to break away from what your your comfort zones is um and with digital painting like it's pretty perfect I kind of found out I could sort of do that stuff because i been able to do a lot more of it during lockdown um oh good and it's just a crazy difference of trying to think of how I would paint in with actual paint like physically and then how looking on a screen and how it manipulates similarly but differently um so yeah and there's so many like technical differences of where you can work on a certain layer and then work on a layer underneath but then go back to a layer that's on top 
which yeah. with painting you have to be so thought out and smart with um, <laughs> so it's it feels like cheating basically but in, okay. a, in a great way <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I've I've been experiencing the same because um, even for me having all of the images of my sculptures but not having all of my sculptures here unfortunately yeah. uh, back at home um, yeah. I find that I'm working with the images of my sculptures and I'm sort of making them super large like 10 times larger than what they are actually so it's quite easy to play with scale as well I think on a digital yeah, platform so yeah I'd love to see your work just like filling a room yeah <laughs> hopefully one day <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah so going back to again what you paint so this idea of having most of the time focusing on indoors environments um mm. you never really I mean I'm sure you have but I've always seen your paintings um being set sort of inside houses or indoors environments like cafes and things like that and I find it quite interesting because it seems really relevant right now to be indoors and be inside places rather than going outside freely anywhere um so my question is do you think I mean for you as the maker of these artworks, did the way you look at your paintings change because of the situation or do they still have the same meanings that they had before? And do you think that if you showed them now, people would say, oh yeah, that's life in quarantine rather than, oh no, she actually made them beforehand? Yeah, um, they've definitely taken on new meaning with quarantine happening. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with people of just being like, oh, I miss going to the pub. I miss going yeah. to that cafe. And <laughs> it does feel like we kind of took it for granted now. But of course, this is a circumstance we didn't ever really expect happening. Um, yeah. But yeah, they now it's kind of, especially looking at the ones where they're set in not domestic circumstances, it's just a bit of a longing feeling. Um, but then I'd like to think maybe when society's a bit back to normal and even galleries are opened again, saying, if I get them exhibited, um, yeah, there'll be a new replaced fondness of like remembering to be grateful for the luxuries we can ex experience and stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, it's nice to explore different understandings of interiors and the limitations of being inside, but comfortable with other people um so that yeah that like underpins my the different locations I look at <laughs> yeah okay and yeah as you were saying in terms of exhibiting the works one day so now the main issue that we're all kind of experiencing whether we're art students or established artists and whoever we are in the art world this is a really tough sort of um moment because art yeah. brings people together in a specific space whether it's a gallery or an alternative exhibition space um, an art fair so how do you have any sort of uh, digital platforms that you're exhibiting in right now or do you think you will maybe consider exhibiting online um well yeah i've been able to primarily through instagram there have been some fantastic accounts just popped up from quarantine of people yeah. just grouping together and trying to 
show everyone's art as much as they can because of course um art graduates um for this year have all lost out on their degree shows and yeah. it was heartbreaking i don't yeah i just like was very just upset about it all yeah. but um yeah of course there's look being sad but as you're saying looking at it as trying to utilize technology now and being able to put work online has like the art community is just united so well with it there's the artist support pledge if you've seen where yeah. artists have created works and they're just like selling it but also buying another work at the same time and there's just a great cycle of artwork going around um yeah. but yeah i was going to mention um the, the um, there's the Social Distant Art Project, um, which I've been luckily enough to join and help out. So we've been uh, accepting submissions from students across the country who have been doing art and our 2020 graduates. Um, but then we add them to our account and our website and just showcase the amazing talent that's unfortunately not going to be physically seen just yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's that's that is just really great and I'm really pleased to be a part of it <laughs> yeah and actually it's really interesting because if anyone can actually send submit their work then that means that students from different universities can actually exhibit together and you might find someone that you've never had encountered if it wasn't for this situation yeah I've seen such amazing art that I never would have done if this hadn't have happened but um as a positive note of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, since you're the first student from a different university that I am that I have as a guest um, mm -hmm. on Lulu's Art Talk, yeah. I wanted to actually ask you a bit about uh, Leeds Arts University. So just a really quick general question, because unfortunately we're running out of time. <laughs> Goes really quick. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I wanted to ask you sort of, how are you finding um, the online teaching and the sort of new virtual univer art university system that they put up and is it going well or yeah how are you finding it in general yeah um i've personally found the tutors to be incredibly supportive they've been like really on it with trying to re reply to emails and setting up different options of tutorials and even technical support of tr how we're supposed to be doing our submission now yeah. um so yeah on that end they've been really great um but it's of course it's ma just making me long the studio spaces and of all course. of us coming together and physically doing it but yeah they've been good they've been good <laughs> of course it's really nice to hear and definitely we will go back to our studios even if it's a different university in the future or just another studio space but We'll definitely go back to normal soon, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I wanted to thank you for being my guest today. It was so interesting. And hopefully we'll That's see each other soon in London <laughs> again. Yes, sounds perfect. Thank you yeah. so much for having me, Lulu. It's been great. <laughs> Aw, take care. Bye. See you. <laughs>